Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. It's me, your Dungeon Master, Aaron, here. I'm just tuning in before the episode to tell you just where this one fits in in the canon of the Valiant Odyssey story. So this episode details Halrod the Haunted's perspective of when the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild exploded at the hands of Delnak the Outcast. You guys have seen the other side, but now it's time to see it from his perspective. And we also tune in back to Felix, who at the end of Season 1 found himself imprisoned wrongfully for the murder of Orn Stone. So we tune back in with him as well. You guys are fortunate enough to meet a new character by the name of Ben Gore, and these adventurers are later joined by Bagram, who has left the adventuring party of Leonidas and Korgarth, who are on their own adventure, to join this team as part of his new journey. From this point onwards, as you know, Zendardus is journeying on at the Wasonia Arcane Institute with his new friends. These adventures you can find produced weekly on Twitch on a Thursday at 7.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time. If you want the link to that, it's in the show notes below. So sit back, relax, because a brand new episode of The Odyssey is right here waiting for you. We hope you enjoy. Let's make this roll not poo. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey, guys. We're here for another Season 2 Roundup Rally. Um, around the table, we have a mixture of people. It is Harold's first swing back in with Felix Kitten. We also have Bagram and a new character from a new player, but we're going to introduce them to you properly very, very soon. So what I need you guys to do is roll a dice to see who goes first. And when you do... We're going to go name, race, class, and we're going to talk about if your character was something that you would find in a kitchen, what would it be? I'm Bengal Goldstone. I'm a hill dwarf, and I'm a fighter. Very good. And if you were one thing from a kitchen, what would you be? A knife. Very good. Sharp wits. And from there, we're going to go around the table this way. Hello, this is Halrod the Haunted returning to the game, and I've now changed my last name to the Bugbear Slayer. Love it. I'm a hill dwarf barbarian, four foot nine. Um, and if I was an implement from the kitchen, I would be a meat cleaver. Now we're going to go to Bagram. Uh, I am Bagram. I am a Eldrin rogue. And last but not least, we have. Hello, I am Felix Kitten. I am a tabaxi sunsoul monk. And <laughs> I was a implement in a kitchen. I'd probably be a whisk. Why a whisk? You have to beat really fast. Ah, and I yeah. Boom, boom. Beat, I beat people up Very really nice. fast. That's good. That's a good one. All right. So last we left off, a couple of our characters had a few different uh, experiences. Felix, for one, is now a uh, unfortunate jailbird. Halrod was last seen in the Valiant Odyssey building. And Bagram has a little bit of a different story to tell. So we're going to jump back in now and we're going to start with Halrod on the newest episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Halrod, you begin walking through the halls of the Valiant Odyssey building. And in doing so, you feel a sense of loss. Having gone over 
the many, many thoughts that go through your brain. Thinking about Undercliff, thinking about Felix, you trudge your way from the war room and make your way into your quarters. You look at the two empty beds. One belonged to Key. One belonged to Felix. Key's bed, still made, being not slept in at all. As you look at these beds, a thought crosses your mind. You make your way back outside and you see three strange individuals moving their way through the Odyssey. Three that you hadn't seen before. A very pale, blonde-haired elf, quite tall and elegant. You can see a very ugly humanoid that wears a wolf pelt on top of their head and a small halfling with black hair and knife tattoos across their forearm. They seem to be making their way out in a hurry. As you watch them descend into the tavern, you hear a voice, the familiar voice of Arden Cassian that says, Harrod, can you join me upstairs for a moment, please? And as you look up the stairs towards his office area, you can see him standing there, cup of tea in hand, silhouetted by the light behind him. He says, I think we need to have a discussion. All right, I'm on my up. All right, you descend the stairs, or ascend the stairs, rather. He gestures you into his office. And as he does, he asks you to take a seat. So I'll take a, I'll take a seat. Um, just ask him, so what was that about? They seem to be in a hurry. He says, I've just paid them to make a very important contact. They're from Elmira. They'll be getting us in touch with some people that will help us in the coming strife with Delnak the Outcast. This weapon that you brought me, I've sent it to Siraj. From what she tells me from her earliest findings, she thinks it's one of the artifacts of chaos. Um, what do you mean an artifact of chaos? Well, not much is known about them. I'm waiting for her to get back to me, but they're very old and very powerful weapons. The man you saw leaving, the elven individual, he wields one too. He seems like he has it under control. Until he doesn't. We'll keep a watchful eye. All right, I know you've gone through a lot. That's to put it mildly. He nods and he says... I think, I think what I need it, and then suddenly you hear this shake, this rupture, this wave of heat torrents through this entire building and the room begins to shake. Books fall off of the shelf and you look around and you can see Arden looking around as well. He grabs his cup of tea before it spills and then you can see just this flash of light and this, this massive explosion. You're covered and surrounded in heat and then these Pieces of wood and palings just begin to filter across your vision. This book hits you in the side of the face. The chair that you were sitting on falls into the floor and you begin to descend. Can you please roll a deck save for me? 21. So with a 21, as you begin to fall, you tumble, you hit one of the balcony um, railings and then you fall onto your stomach. You hit cold stone. You look around you and you can see pieces of debris falling and exploding through the air. You hear people screaming around you. 
and you can see and hear people on fire running away through the streets. You can see the Odyssey building just collapsed around you. And as you look up, the last thing that you see is these pylons of wood and stone just crumble on top of you, um, burying you where you are. As you sit there buried, you smell smoke. You flash in and out of consciousness. You're not sure how long you're under there. You begin to cough. And then suddenly something grabs your leg. As it grabs your leg, you are reefed from this rubble. And as you turn back onto your back and look up, the first signs of light that you can see from the day since being buried, you can see this golden-maned individual, someone you identify as Leonidas. He looks to you, gives you a gruff smile and a nod, and you watch as he continues to run. You follow his path, and as you do so, you can see him moving from rubble pile to rubble pile with an astral-looking beast. He seems to be rescuing other members of the Odyssey. You can hear sounds of battle coming from the other side of this stone wall. And as you flash back in and out of consciousness, you know for the moment you're safe. We cut moments before to the middle of the Cadmian marketplace where we can see an individual with a piece of paper and on that piece of paper is some details of someone they're looking for. On the piece of paper it reads Halrod sometimes goes by the haunted. Cadmia Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. As this character looks at that piece of paper can you please describe what we see? What does your character look like? My character is a six foot hill dwarf heavily armoured his armor is dark black. He has short red hair and a long, long red beard. Very good. As we look at this character, you move your way to the nearest villager. You hold the piece of paper out in front of them and point to the name. You watch as the villager looks. And you can see that they have this mottled gray beard and this balding head. He's got an older individual and he looks to you and says, I'll rot the haunted. Well, you'll be looking for the Valley and Odyssey Adventurers Guild. That's over in the North Ward, and he points across in the northwestern direction in Cadmia. He says, you'll be looking for someone called Arden Cassian. He'll be able to tell you where he is. Much appreciated. Thank you. As you say that, and you begin making your way down the main street in the direction this gentleman had called to you. You can see the hustle and bustle of the city moving past you. Wagons moving their way people just ferrying different goods through the streets. You can see somebody hanging their washing over their balcony. And then suddenly you hear a shudder. You watch as the buildings begin to shake and you watch as some dust falls off of the ones near around you. You can see some of the barrels tip over and you look in the direction you're heading and you can see this massive mushroom cloud that's followed by this billow of black smoke. What do you do? I run towards that building. All right, roll an athletics check for me. Okay, so with an 18, you begin running your powerful dwarven legs carrying you as fast as you can. You move through the crowd as best that you can as well, and you can see most of them are running in the opposite direction. You look above you and you can see griffin riders that seem to be city watchmen just swooping through the air, heading in the direction of the explosion, and you can see crews of city guards running in the direction that you are as well. As you round the cul-de-sac corner, you can see the source of this explosion. You see black billowing smoke coming out of this wreckage that seems to be what once was a large building. You can see wood skewered off in all different directions, piles of rocks everywhere. You can see people on fire running around and people tending to the wounded. You can see a group of people 
that seem to be just by a cart, roll a perception check for me. 22. 22. So with the 22, your eyes begin training. You're looking for anyone that seems to be a dwarf. As you look towards the door that once stood, you can see a large shield that has a V and an O on it and the Valiant Odyssey Tavern. So you seem to know that you're in the right place and worry strikes you. As you begin looking around, you can see lying on a piece of rubble. Not sure if they're conscious or not, but you can see a black bearded dwarf, heavily armored, bow slung over their back, seems to meet the description of the person that you're looking for. Surrounding him, there seems to be people that are meandering through. Uh, you can see this Leonin individual pulling people out of the flame, and then you can hear the sounds of battle on the other side of a stone built uh, a wall that seems to still be. Uh, standing quite tall. What do you do? I am going to run over to this dwarf that's on the floor. Okay, so as you run over to this dwarf, uh, you begin checking their person and you feel for the pulse and as you do, you can feel this tough tuft of hair that seems to be, have to be moved out of the way in, in parts of his beard and you can see that what once was a very well-plaited beard is now full of ash and stone and he seems to have gone through a bit but he seems to be lying on this board quite safe where he is at the moment and as you feel for a pulse you can see that it seems to be regular he's breathing he's steady and you can look at his eyes and you can see that they're darting from left to right underneath closed lids Alrod hours could have passed minutes seconds you're not too sure you're awoken again as another secondary explosion happens off in the distance as you open your eyes this time you're met with the face of this gruff Dwarven individual with a heavy red beard looking above you. Gimli, son of Goin, is that you? Wrong dwarf, my friend. Wrong dwarf. Mm-mm. The hell's going on? There's been a massive explosion. God, what the hell? Is everyone all right? Where's Arden? At that, you go to move. And as you do, you can feel some of your ribs probably have cracked from the fall. You stand yourself up as best you can with the help of this dwarven individual. As you look around, you can see the wreckage. You begin to see people ferrying the injured and, and possibly dead to the street beyond. You look through and see in a pile of rock a green ghost that seems to be moving rocks off of this pile saying, where are you? You gotta be down here somewhere. If I'm here, you're down there. And at that point, what do you do? Help me up. People need help. help And I get back to my feet and I gotta thank him and I look and I'm looking at his his midriff. Then I look up and go, you're a funny looking dwarf. That's for sure. I've been told that a lot. Come on, people need help. All right, you make your way over to the various people and you spend the next few minutes moving people that seem to be running to safety. You put people out where you need to and you also douse out fires. Over in the distance, the sound of fighting seems to have stopped. And looking around, you begin to hear rumors that somebody has fallen. Somebody's dead from the Odyssey. As you can hear these two individuals talking about it, you begin to rest. You wake up shortly after as people begin to be ferried down the cul-de-sac and into the building 
of the small gnomish individual that owns a shop there. As people are meandering around this area, you see someone you know to be Breton. You can see them moving him into a chair and his leg seems to be completely crushed and broken. You can see him just asking people not to fuss over him. He says, no, no, there's people that need more help than me. Get, get lost, don't touch me. You can see he's being a very bad patient. You watch as he wheels himself away. You can see Arden sitting and chatting with Corgarth, with Leonidas, with Beagram. And as they're chatting, you watch as they get up and they leave. Resting in and out of consciousness again. You awaken. And the next time you do, you're almost on this stretcher bed. One end being carried by the dwarven individual you just met. The other by somebody else from the Odyssey. You're looking and staring at these ruins that used to be the building of the Valiant Odyssey. You can see Arden holding out this old scriptured tome. And as he waves his hand over it and projects his hand towards the building, he watches this astral form of a structure appears in front of you and then it fades away. He watches the door is open and inside you can see what looks like the astral form of a building or a mansion that resides inside, music permeated outwards. You look to your left and you can see Beogram standing there too. You can see Corgarth, Leonidas, lots of members of the Odyssey. Everybody makes their way inside. A night goes by. As that night goes by, everybody is restful. Roll an insight check for me. Both of you can. 20. Not natural. 20. So, over the night time, you can see uh, a member of the City Watch who you've seen Leonidas talking to before. You may have caught his name as Melnon Wargon. And as you see him talking to Arden, you watch as he eventually moves to his griffin and rides off into the night. The next people that come to approach him is Corgarth and Leonidas. You watch as they discuss something with Arden and then Breton and Sienna begin moving off with them with fully packed horses and the four of them ride off into the night. You can see Leonidas helps Breton onto the horse despite his leg being crushed. Over the course of this time, you guys have found out that the rumours about someone being lost is true. The dwarven individual at the Odyssey known as Turi seems to have lost her life. You watch as Malone moves over to you, slide you over a glass of milk in this warm interior now that you know is astrally projected. He gives you a warm nod, the ash and smoke still on his cheeks. He says, Thanks, Malone. He says to you, Good you found a friend. You might need one in this time. That's a good point. I still don't know who you are. My name is Bengal. Bengal Goldstone. I'm sure that means something where you come from, but I don't know who you are. You will know who I am. Eventually. 
Well, that's kind of cryptic, but I want to thank you for helping me out back there. More than welcome. Beagram. As this happens and you make your way into the Odyssey, as everybody seems to meander downstairs, you've been dragged left and right by Zendardus, who's just obsessed with solving this cryptic puzzle, this cipher, as you are as well. You watch as he's made this line rope from his room to yours that's attached to a bell. And every time that rings, he needs your attention. You go to lie down after a restful, or needing, sorry, a bit of a rest after the day that you've had. You doff your cape, take off your boots, lie down in your comfortable bed that seems to have also been astrally projected and looking around, the whole place smells of mahogany. As you lie down and take in the coolness of the sheets, the comfortability of the pillow, you hear this... You look up to the bell. Maybe it'll go away. It's not going to go away. I get up. As you get up, you make your way up, and you spend the next few minutes trudging up the stairs to where Zendardus's telescope and workshop are. As you move your way there, you meet him and he beckons you over to the desk and you spend the next few hours working on the piece of the cipher that he's cracked. He seems to be rambling. He's like tired rambling. Um, And as he does, the main gist that you get is that whatever you have here is incomplete. After a few more hours of this, you eventually make your way back to bed. We cut. To Felix. During the night, Felix, you feel cold. You look around to your surroundings, four walls, one of them barred, the rest of them stone. The floor covered in what looks like hay, and you swear there's like some blood stains over there somewhere. You're on what looks like a steel bed that's strapped to the back wall. And you can see there's a privy in the corner. And no one's cleaned it for a while. Looking outside, you can see that there seems to be two guards posted. And you've been in this holding cell for a little bit of time. You remember back. Having been in this place before. After punching a guard now lies dead but this time you're innocent your mind wanders to key wondering where he is as you're in this space would you like to do or say anything so the two guards are directly outside the cell mm-hmm. they're standing there and you can see one seems to be quite tall one seems to be quite short they're in city watch garb and one of them is facing outward and the other one periodically turns back to look at you and then looks out. Both seem to be male. Can I have a look? Do, do any of them have keys on them? Roll a perception check. If they do have keys on them, you can't see them. No, I think I'll just be sitting on the bed and I'll just meditate. Okay. You watch as your back straightens, your tail wraps around you. And is there anything that you're thinking of while you're meditating? 
I am trying to concoct a way to break myself out. Okay. So thinking and your brain moving as quickly as possible, you eventually find yourself into a night slumber. You think it's morning. Enough time would have passed for it to be morning. But you awaken, opening one eye from your seated position to a guard that seems to be standing at the door. He looks to you, and you can see he's standing with Melnon, Wargon. This man with blonde hair, blonde scruffy beard. And he says to you, Mr. Kitten, it appears that you will have your day in court. Will you follow us, please? Do I get a lawyer? Not this time. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Neither is killing one of ours. Who said I killed him? Apparently there's some witness testimonies. Who's this witness? You'll find out when you're there. Huh. Okay. And I sort of put my hands up to suggest that I'm harmless. Okay. So at that, you watch as two of the guards make their way over to you. Manacle your hands and your ankles. Will you let them? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So as you manacle... Uh, are manacled up, you watch as the three of you begin walking you through this um, cell block area. And as you begin moving through, you can see there's probably, it's like a square shaped building and you make your way up a set of stairs and then down uh, a corridor. As you begin moving through, you can see that there are a few guards that seem to be standing on either side. And one of them actually moves in front of your path, spits in front of you and says, God killer. I headbutt him. Roll an attack. 11. That's where you need to hit him. So roll your damage with an unarmed strike. Five. As you crack this guy across his head, he watches his nose also breaks in a horizontal. And as he does, you watch as two of the guards that are around him pull him back. And you actually receive two hits across the head as well. Uh, one's a natural one and one is a 19 plus. So how do you dodge one? I'll snake my neck a bit and then bite them on the hand. Yep. And as you bite him on the hand, the next one comes and cracks you across the side of the ears and you watch as it's just like an open palm straight across the, the head. And as it does, you take three points of bludgeoning damage. Mm -hmm. And the chains are tightened upon you. You watch as Melgan, Melnon grabs you under the arm and whispers in your ear and he says, I wouldn't try anything rash if I were you. You're in the wrong place, cat. I'm just sitting there smiling. You begin making your way and eventually you find yourself in a building that you had been in about a month ago, you can see a circular floor that seems to be in the middle of this raised dais of stairs. You can see on those stairs seem to be sat councilmen and nobles of Cadmia. You can see in the center pylon, there seems to be a man familiar to you sitting in illustrious blue robes. You can see that he's got gray hair that seems to go halfway down to his back. He's got a goatee of a beard and you know that this is... Um, uh, Magistrate Byram. He's got these thick, dark eyebrows, and as he looks up from his ledger, he says, and puts his pen down, he says, Oh, next matter proceeding, Felix Kitten, over the murder of City Watch member Ornstone. Puts his spectacles down, and he says, Mr. Kitten, I did not anticipate that you would be here back in front of me so soon after being let off the first time. Any opening statements for your defense? I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. He puts these things down. He says, and for the members of the city, we have two witnesses that have come forward to say that you did. Is there anybody that will represent you and attest to the fact that you didn't do it? If you can find either Harrod or... I think Harrod would do. He nods and he says, Well, we have sent out letters to the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild, but unfortunately, a day ago, they suffered a terrible arson. They're dealing with some threats, so... Unfortunately, nobody was able to come on your behalf. Looks like you'll be representing yourself. Can we hear from the witnesses, please? And you watch then as two individuals are walked into this courtroom area. You can see the first one has short, dark hair, dark eyebrows, and you can see that they're wearing farmer's garb. You can see on his arm, you can see a gray-haired woman that seems to be about middle age, and you can see she's got uh, a farmer's gear on as well and a tight bun on top of her head. As this couple walks through arm in arm, you watch as they both take the witness stand. You watch as uh, Byron looks to them and says, Will you state your name for the courts, please? The man says, I'm Gregus Chap, and this here is me wife, Elton. Elton Chap. And then you watch then, as Byron says, and you have a witness statement that says, You saw Mr. Felix Kitten on the night in question. Murder on stone. Quite a vicious murder, might I add. His blood coated the countryside. There wasn't much left of him at all. You watch as Grigus stands up, his dark hair. He pushes to the side and he says, Aye, sir. I watched him. He murdered him in cold blood. His head exploded. He punched him right in the throat. Me and my wife were so frightened that we hid behind some, some trees and we waited for it all to... We waited for it all to disperse. We, we would have come up sooner, but we were afraid for our lives. We didn't know what was going to happen. And, and then he made his way back to the city. And then he says, uh, Byron says, Do you deny that you physically assaulted Orn Stone on the night in question, Felix? I look directly at the farmer piercing gaze. I deny this. Question. You wouldn't be lying, would you? You watch as Grigas says, not within my nature to lie. And, um, somebody that murders innocent city watchmen should really take stance in something a bit stronger than lying, if you don't mind me saying, sir. So, what exactly were you doing with the goblins and the bugbear out there? You watch as the wife stands up and says, There weren't no goblins or bugbears, just you and the guards. And at that, you watch as the gavel is hit, and you watch as Byron says, There'll be no unsanctioned conversations, this is a trial. So far we have two witnesses that claim you were there, and have also said that you have murdered Ornstone in cold blood, who might I remind you? You have a previous history and altercation with. Yes. This is- they say I punched him in the throat and his head exploded. I mean, I'm good, but I'm not that good. He nods and he says, That may be so. There are people with dangerous powers throughout this city. Perhaps you may be one of them. 
Given the fact that your defense rises on your word alone, there are no witnesses to back you up, and this is your second offense in relation to the same crime. Unfortunately, Mr. Kid and I have been given no choice. You can let me go? In a manner of speaking. Your cool. soul will be let go to wherever it will rest. For murdering a guard, the penalty is execution, which will take place in two days from today. In the interim, you'll be held in the High Lord's Prison here in Cadmia in the Maximum Security Wing. Do you have any final words? I'm going to look at the both of the farmers and I'll see you both very soon. Roll a perception check. An 18. Okay. So as you say that, you hear Magistrate Byron say, Guards, take him away. And you watch as you're gra grasped by Melnon and two other guards. As you're being dragged out of this place, you watch as the quorum of individuals in here just begin clapping and cheering and booing. You watch as they're throwing things down at you as you're being dragged away. As that happens, you look towards the tee, the woman go into the man's chest, the man with dark hair embracing her and patting her on the head and comforting her. As the man looks towards you, you see two flares of green in the eyes and a smile curl across his lips. That's the last thing you see as the doors are closed to the magistrate's court. Harrod and Bangor. As you're sitting through the Odyssey, you're approached by Arden. He says to you, I've just heard news. I'm sure you're aware that Felix had been arrested for a crime of murdering Ornstone. I was aware he was taken by the watch, but I didn't think that he was being charged with murder. Well, his trial was today. What, what do you mean the trial was today? He's innocent. Well, they didn't find him so. Unfortunately, we didn't receive word until after the sentence was delivered. Otherwise, you know, we all would have been there. Well, can't we appeal? That is something that we can do. It is within the judicial system of Cadmia. But we also know that once your magistrate lays down their decision, it's not often overturned, not without substantial evidence to the contrary. We would need a witness not connected to us to vouch for his position, to state for a fact that he did not kill Orn Stone. For any witness testimony from me, yourself, even Siraj. Well, who told who 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 told the city guard that he murdered on stone? Because anybody that was there is either dead or us. He shakes his head and he says, "Apparently, there were two witnesses. Ones that gave a convincing testimony to the contrary." That's Codswallop. There was nobody there. I know, Harold. I know. He holds out a hand, and you can watch him as he uh, shifts his mustache. He says to you, look, he's in the holding cells. He's going to be taken to the High Lord's prison by noon today. If he goes there, there are some deadly individuals 
He may not survive the night, and if he does, he's going to be executed by the morrow anyway. So we have some choices. Depends on the future you foresee for yourself. If Felix is innocent, we can do our best to prove him innocent the correct way. Or, he'll become fugitives and break an innocent man out of jail and live life on the run forever. I don't like seeing one of my own caged, especially for something that they didn't do. I don't like putting others in that position either. Yourself and Felix has been through so much and I feel like all you have left is each other. There, is, there isn't really a choice here, Rod. It's, we've got two days before he's executed. The judicial system takes too long to appeal that. We're going to have to break him out and then try and work on try and work on the FM heal that he's innocent, therefore should never have been locked up in the first place. He nods and he says, You realize in doing so, you will make a martyr of yourself. You will be labeled a criminal also. Honor is measured in different ways. I'm, thinking, I'm doing the honorable thing by getting an innocent man. Honor is all I have left now. I've lost everything. If I lose my honor, then I have nothing at all. He puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, well, if you're going to visit him, you didn't hear it from me. He's in the holding cells. It's in the Palace of Cadmir. It's in the Castle Ward. And if you're going to a prison, or at least a holding cell, you should probably take somebody who's been in one before and gotten out of one. As you say that, you watch as his eyes close, he scruffles his mustache. And Bagram, you hear a voice in your head, familiar to you, as you sleep in your bed. Awaking again, you hear the voice say, Bagram, it's Arden. Can you meet us downstairs, please, by the fire? Malone will get you something neat to drink. I don't know what's worse, voice in my head or the bell, but yes, I will see you. And moments later, you watch as Bagram, billowing cape, begins moving down the stairs. As soon as you come down the stairs behind the bar, you watch as a neat whiskey is slid across by Malone, which I assume you neck. Best way to wake up. And as you do, you watch as Bagram moves his way across to Alrod, Arden, and I assume Bengal would be there too. As he hasn't left your side since he rescued you. All right. All right. You called me over? Mm-hmm. What can I do? He looks to you and he says, Apologies, Bagram, for waking you at this hour. But... We're in need of your expertise. Which expertise is that? What we discussed the other day or? Mm. Dressing fine by the look of him. That's the way it always is. Look, um, excuse me for oversharing, but I've revealed these two individuals that you have in fact been in prison in capital and you have broken out of that prison. Yes, that's true. Yeah. We have a member of our own falsely 
imprisoned and we need your help. Try and get them out. Sounds like it would be uh, quite a bit of fun, actually. Kind of sneak in, sneak out. Honestly, I thought that would be more convincing than this. No, no, this is, was it? I'm I'm here to uh, gather information. I'm, I'm here to be of service. And so whatever is needed at that point, why not? Well, I'll leave you two to plan. And if... I'm sorry, I, I'm not familiar with you. I'm Bengal. Bengal. Welcome to the Odyssey. You would like to join them, you can, but you're under no moral obligation to do so. Don't know your history. If they need an extra pair of hands, I'm always, always able to help. Well, at least I have somebody to hide behind now. You could hide behind me. I, as long as I duck at half my size. Yeah, I'm I'm taller. You're still a funny looking dwarf. You are a funny looking dwarf. What? What's the story behind that? That's a good question. Now's not the time. I think you have more pressing issues than my backstory. And at that... Alright, I, I expect answers when we get back. At that, the three of you gather your things, gather your weapons. Is there any preparation you're going to do before you arrive slash move to the holding cells in the castle ward of Cadmia. Well, given that we don't really know what we're up against, we're probably going to do a recon mission first. So we'd visit Felix. Okay. Uh, I am... In which case, I will ditch the chainmail armor briefly for an ugly-ass gray suit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And try and pass myself off as his lawyer. Okay. So... You can roll a performance check and that will be served as your disguise. I'm also going to change Newton into a spider. Okay. So you take the time to watch as uh, this weasel that seems to meander its way around your collar slowly changes, grows eight legs and sits on your shoulder as a silvery spider now. Oh, yeah. why did it have to be spiders? Because they're very sneaky. Yes, Especially in a prison. Like There's spiders all over the place. And I rolled a 21. Button. 21, nice. So you watch as your hair is ugly slicked down, your beard is perfectly plaited, and this suit is just a little bit too tight for you. You can see the buttons pinching at the middle, but you do look the part. I'm you pinched. watch as you try to like scrub off a piece of grime that's on your cheek, and as you do so, not coming off as easily as you thought. Yeah, I'm picturing Hagrid when he gets dressed up in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so as that happens, you guys begin making your way through the streets and traveling to the castle ward where you know the holding cells to be. Can you please roll stealth checks, please? As the three of you make your way through the streets, it seems that the life of the city has lulled into an evening affair, waiting till nighttime for you guys to actually leave. You watch as the people that are meandering around seem to be city watchmen, which you do your best to avoid. And as you begin making your way towards this building you can see it is this large stone structure that seems to be squared it's quite big and you can see a portcullis gate at the front of it you can see that there seems to be a stone spire in the middle of it and two guards sitting atop this stone spire and it backs up onto a cliff face and you look through the gate and you can see within the cliff face there seems to be two stairs that go downwards into the cliff you know these to be the holding cells 
where prisoners are kept before transport, where they're kept before they're moved to other places, or sometimes kept for the duration of their life. What would you three like to do? Uh, Halrod, did you um find out from Arden where this cell is amongst the prison? I'm not quite sure, but my uh, the whole thing I was going to do was pass myself off as his lawyer, bang on the door and demand to see my client. Uh, would they would they know who you are? They'll, I'll make them believe. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to put um, basically. I, I know you don't like spiders, but uh, Newton's just going to join you on your basically on your back, just kind of hidden in amongst some of your uh, what? clothing. What? Forget I told you that. I just put Newton on him. You watch as this spider creepily makes its way up your back and sits underneath the collar of this ugly grey jacket and where your hair sits as well. He's virtually invisible. I, I look at Newton and I'm like, you stay there, you scuttle, you get swatted. <laughs> you watch as <laughs> Newton moves one hand towards his head and salutes <laughs> as a spider would and then he sits underneath your collar and stays incredibly still. Bangor, as this is happening and you're watching these two, do you all approach the gate? I've, uh, I've handed off my gear to Ben Gore, who's got it in a sack, just in case I need it later. Okay. Yeah. So, and are you two waiting outside? Yeah. Uh, ben Gore, as he goes in, I'm going to just kind of go into a Newton's eyes. So I won't be able to see or hear anything. So, if you need me, please tap on me. Uh, but if I need to, I will speak and you'll be able to hear me. All right. So, at that, Ben Gore, you move uh, Bayagram over to a secluded alley where you guys sit down. And at that, you watch, and what does it look like as you go into Newton's eyes? Uh, basically, my eyes just turn pure silver. There's no... He sits down, perfect posture as his eyes just go straight over silver, and you just have a hand on his shoulder watching things that are going by to protect this person. Alrod, you make your way up to the gate. As you do so, you watch as there seems to be a guard's post on the left-hand side, and you can see that there appears to be a barred window with a gentleman sitting behind it. You can see that he... Has uh, his horseshoe bald with grey hair, and you can see he's got this heavy beard and moustache. You can see that he's got a small scar underneath his eye. You can see he's got very large ears, and as he sits there, he's got his legs up onto the desk, and you can see him just like fiddling with what looks like a, a rubber ball, and he's throwing it at the roof and catching it, and throwing it at the roof and catching it. Uh, I'll march up to his window and I'll just bang on the bars like really loud to jumpstart him. All right, you watch as he scares, and as he does, he drops the ball, and he looks around, and you can see him just grab for a dagger, and he says, Who's there? Who goes there? Down here, dummy. He looks down. Oh. He sheaths it. What can I do for you today, Master Dwarf? My name is Igor Thwip from the Legitus Society, and I am here to represent my client, Felix Kitten, who has been wrongly convicted of murder. Roll a deception check, please. 21 again. Okay, so with a 21, he looks at you up and down and he says, I hope you, uh, I hope your lawyering's better than your, your fashion stylist. This was quite fashionable a hundred years ago. I'm sure it was, but you know what they say, get with the times. And you watch as he opens the gate for you. Dig, 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 dig. You watch Thanks. as he moves his hand over a stone that seems to be on his lapel. And he says, visitor coming for Felix Kitten. We need an escort at that you watch as there is a gentleman that comes to meet you a small gnomish individual that seems to be wearing city garb he's got a big spear and he looks to you and you watch as this little one has a brown mop of hair he seems to be quite young for a gnome 
and he's got these big green eyes and he looks up at you and he says, has one slick suit. Well, thank you. Nice to see someone with some taste around here. Nothing but style. Who are you here to see? I'm here to see Felix Kitten. It seems to me that he was on trial a couple of days ago without counsel. Well, he was on trial this morning. Sorry, this morning. Without counsel. He's a popular guy. He's already had two visitors today. Who's what? Okay, take me to him. He shouldn't have had any visitors before he saw me. Okay. And you watch as he begins taking you down into the prison system. At that, we cut to Felix. Felix, sitting in the same dirty cell that you were once in, waiting for your transport to the High Lord's prison. You can see two guards that seem to be standing outside, same ones as before. One short dwarvish individual, one humanoid. And in the distance, down the darkened hallway that only seems to be lit by some candlelight, you hear footsteps. Two sets. Light leather shoes. And as they come into the light, you recognize them immediately. They're the two witnesses that were part of your trial. As they move forward, you watch as Grigus stands up and he says, Gods, I just wanted to uh, lay eyes on the man that committed murder. I think I need uh, a bit of closure for my wife here, Helton. We were led in to ask him a few questions. That's okay. We'd like some time. And you watch as the guards... You watch as one of them looks towards the individual and says, Ah, no, you're not getting... And the human says, Come on, let's give him some time. And you watch as he looks, his green eyes flash. And you watch as there's a flash around the head of the tall humanoid individual. Both of the guards begin to move away, and they're probably 30 feet away, but they're still standing there. At that, you watch as the gentleman, Grigus, moves up to the bars. He's about 10 feet away. See, you couldn't wait to die. That's uh, rash words from where you're standing. So as he's standing there, he looks towards you. And then you watch his neck almost crack. And as it cracks, you watch this green eyes flash and this smile creep over. He's almost looking up above his eyebrows. As he looks to you, he says, Felix, kitten. Do I recognize this as Delvac? You do. He says, you, points to you, you'll be a message, a message sent to the rest of your pesky Odyssey friends, not to get in my way, not to get in my way, see, I could kill you where you stand, but I'm not ready yet, I'm not ready for the world to know that I've returned. You should enjoy the last moments you have on this plane, Felix. I just wanted to take one last look at your smug face before you die. Oh, we'll see each other again. He looks to you and he says, Not in this life. Cracks his knuckles. How much more trouble and mess I can make for you. And he watches he pulls out a knife. Turns around, throws it at one of the guards. Oh! Slides down the wall. You watch as the other one picks up a halberd and rushes towards this individual. You watch as he turns and holds his hand up and this green energy emanates around his throat. And you watch as it just begins to crush and then his body begins to contort and this guard just drops to the floor. 
You watch then as he looks towards the woman that's with him. The woman whose name was Helton. And you watch as he says, Now would be a good time, dear. And you watch as she says, Aah! As she screams, you hear clattering from above. And you can hear his voice immediately blink back and change into the voice of Grigus. And he says, He's done it again. He's killed some more guards. He's taken my weapon. And then what do you do? I'm seeing I'm seeing at the back of the the falls at the back of myself. Mm-hmm. But I see the guards. Yep. Oh, so they they'll still be in view. It's possible. a long corridor and I'm they're free. about thirty feet away and uh this guy was ten feet off of the bars. Alright. I'm just gonna sit back on my bed, sit cross legged and just look out the uh, look out the cell. Okay. So as you do that, you watch as uh, Grigus or Delnak moves over to your cell, holds the lock, and you watch as it crushes. The door swings. You watch as he says, He's getting out. He's escaped. He's crushed the lock. He's taken my blade. And then at that, um, as you sit there, you watch as you can hear footsteps coming from above. We cut to Halrod. Halrod, you're walking through, straightening the jacket. You're being led by this small gnome. And you hear on his lapel a small buzzing. You watch as he presses it. And this gnome looks up into the air for a minute. As if he's concentrating on words. And then he looks to you and he says, you, You'll have to make your way out. I gotta go. And you, he begins to run. Yeah, that's not happening. I'm gonna follow him. Alright, so as he begins running down the stairs, you watch then, as you are met going down this set of stairs with three to four guards that seem to be rushing down as well. As you begin running, they draw their weapons and you can see them come to the end of the stairwell, move around in a fanning motion and begin unlocking gates that seem to segment all the way to the back. And you can hear them saying, he's escaped, he's escaped, we need to stop him. He says, there's another one there that says, there's some civilians down there, they're our priority. What do you do? I will keep following him down into the... uh all right. Into the cells. As they split up, one group goes left, one group goes right. What way do you go? Right. Okay, so as you begin going right, at this point, as you begin running, Newton also seeing everything that's going on. We'll roll initiative. Halrod, you look and you can see that there is a, a locked gate ahead of you. The three guards or the two... The guards that seem to be moving with you you watch as they begin uh, making their way towards that, one of them jangling keys at their their side. What would you like to do? I, uh, I look down at Newton and I say to him, Peregrim, there's some shit going on in here. You might want to send in Ben Gore. And at that, what else would you like to do with your turn? I will hold an action and see if they get this gate. All right, all right, yep, yep, yep. So you'll hold your action, wait there, mm. get your weapons ready. I haven't got any weapons. He's got them. Oh, you do too. Um, and at that, you watch as they uh, attempt to open the door. You then watch as uh, Grigus begins to move away from the cell, feigning that he is an innocent witness that needs protection. So he's going to move away. Uh, and as he moves away, he's also going to use his dash, and he's just going to be pointing to the cell, and he goes, he's killed two of them. He's killed two of them over there. Um, and at that, that brings us to Bayagram's turn. You're sitting outside. You hear this. What would you like yep. to do? Uh, I would have seen through his eyes already, basically, that the guards are racing down. Mm-hmm. Basically, kind of, 
Uh, so first thing before I pull out a Newton, I would actually kind of get him to jump off of Hellrod onto the closest wall, roof, yep. door frame, surface, whatever it can be. Yep. All right. So you watch as uh, Newton just sits there to see as much as he possibly can. What else do you do with your turn? You've still got right. action, bonus action, yep. movement. So yeah, so I, I come out, pull out, and I basically say, Bangor, we got to go. We got to get in there as fast as possible. Uh, Hellrod needs his stuff. Now we need to get Felix out of there. Let's, Let's go. go. And I basically just charge full movement and dash movement, action. Dash action. And dash bonus. Bonus action. Good. So you begin running. Um, as you do, you pass by the gate and you can see you get in just as it's starting to close. The gentleman starts to close it and you slide all the way in. You begin running down the same stairwell that you knew Halrod ran down. You make your way down uh, the corridor. And as you do, you loop down the stairway and you adjust at the base of the stairs as you finish your entire movement. Perfect. Yep. And then, yeah, that's that's it. That's all I can do. Okay. With that, it brings us to the guard's turn. So the guards are going to, all three of them are going to move up towards the uh, gate as Felix is holding his hands up innocently. You watch as they're fumbling around with their keys. As he goes <laughs> to open it, you watch as he drops the keys and you watch as another one picks them up and attempts to go for it. Uh, he does get it, and you watch as he unlocks the door and it swings open. You can use your movement that you held now, Halrod, if you'd like. I'm going to dash past him. And so you make your way all the way to Felix's cell. You can see that the lock is crushed and open, and you turn around and stand in the doorway pretty much. And you, Felix, for the first time in a while, see Halrod in an absolutely disgusting suit and his hair slicked down to no formal effect. Halrod, you look... It's good to see you. Thank you for not lying to me. It's at that moment you watch as the guards begin rushing through and they will fan around in a uh, in a semicircle shape around your door, Felix. So at that, that brings us to Bengal's turn. What would you like to do, Bengal? You're standing outside. I am going to run into the holding cells after them. All right, so you begin running as well. You can use your action to dash because you won't get there on your full turn with just your full movement. So you get in and as you begin to get towards the main gate, you watch as you just grab part of the portcullis. Roll a athletics check. 17. Okay, so with the 17, the portcullis gate stops moving. You watch as you lift it up, move yourself inside, and then let it go, and it just closes behind you. You watch as the guardman that's to your left is just like wide-eyed. This six-foot dwarf just begins to barrel down the cliff face, and you begin making your way down the stairs. You're 30 feet behind uh, Bayagrim. You can see him and you begin following him, but he's moving very fast and you can only see the whip of his cape as he turns around corners to keep you in the direction as to where he's going. So you will get there probably on your next turn. All right, so at that, it brings us to Felix's go. What would you like to do? I want to try, first of all, to knock out that woman. Okay. We need a question. Roll your attack. As you make your way up to her, you push past Halrod and you just... 11. Or just miss. So as you go to move towards her, you watch as one of the guards, I'll say, like puts a hand out just in front of you before you go to strike. And the it's an air swing, basically. And you watch as she just like, ah, he's coming for me. I'm going to use my second attack to hit her. Go for it. That would be a 13. That does hit. You smash her across the face. Uh, eight. What's it? Eight points of damage. Nice. So, what does it look like as you punch this seemingly looking like a farm woman? Will this put her out or? No. No. Okay. Like, I'm like, I don't 
care about the guards. They're, yeah. they're not in my view right now. So, like, not even looking at anyone. I'm looking at how I was going to go up. I'm going to try and as politely as you could probably hit someone. <laughs> you know, I I don't know the circumstances of why this woman's helping Delnak. I'll just try and hit squad like right in like the uh, bridge of the nose. Mm-hmm. Just try and just out her. Yep. When I realize that doesn't happen, I'll use my flurry of blows to like. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Smash it. Um, that's a natural one. And then the second flurry will be a better 16. That will hit. What are you doing, Felix? Uh, and that'll be nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Okay. Lethal? Oh, no, non-lethal. Non-lethal? Out. Yep. Okay, so you watch then as your second strike, you pump her across the nose, and then after that you bring your second hand up and you watch as a guard gets in the way and swifts your arm around with their spear, but then you take that chance to get your fist and you just hit her directly into the, the chest in between the, the sternums, and as you do that, you watch as the air is taken from her, like, <gasps> and at that she begins to fall. You watch as a guard drops her down and begins to drag her away. Um, you watch as the other two then begin to get their spears and close in around Halrod and yourself now. Well, now you've done it, Cat. She's working for Delnak. Oh, that's fabulous. That guy's here? Yeah. Be ran like a bitch he is. You watch as Delnak slash Grigus begins to feign concern. Oh, no. He's taken down my wife. Please stop her. Stop her immediately. Stop him. And at that, it brings us to your turn, Halrod. What do you do? Um, I'm going to try and take a bonus action to grapple a weapon from a guard. Okay, we can do that. Because Bengal's not yet yep. there with my shit. So that's a, was it athletics? Yep, athletics check contested. You have to beat a an eight. Let's make this roll not poo. That's an 18. Okay, so you watch as he has, he's holding a halberd at the moment, a spear. So it's Ooh. a 10 foot range. So as he's got that, you watch as you grab it, begin to wrestle it off of him, and you easily, it's like slipping the knife through butter. As you pull it out directly, you flip it around your waist and then hold it back and point it back towards him. You watch as the guard then goes to draw a uh, scimitar that was on his waist instead. I'm going to hold my attack and just say to them, gentlemen, nobody wants to fight here. There is some other stuff going on. Persuasion. That's a 18. You watch as a few of the guards stand. And pause, and they look, and you can see that most of them agree that something fishy is going on here. But they're too—they're too confused, and you—you seem to be the threat. Obviously, somebody's just down to civilian. So, seeing that, they're pointing the weapons at the biggest threat at the moment. But they've halted. All right, and that—that'll be my turn. All right, Grigus's turn. You watch as Grigus looks towards you, Halrod, and says. In your head. I think they're trying to kill your friend, Alrod. They're trying to take him away from you. How much more can you lose before you go insane? And you need to roll a wisdom save, please. Uh, 20. Okay, so with the 20, how do you shake that out of your head as you watch... And feel your muscles begin to lose control of themselves and almost jerk forward with the halberd to try and strike at this guard. 
and you resist just in time. The halberd stops just before his breastplate. What do you do? Um, I shake my head because I know Felix has just told me that Delnak's around. I look at the only other person in the room who could not be a guard, and that's the guy. That's Grigus. And I'm like, get your kooky-eyed, shitting-brained idiocy out of my head. You watch as he will begin to make his way up uh, the corridor around that area there. So he'll move his way as far as he can towards the gate that's on the left-hand side. And you watch as Grigus then puts his hands through the gate and he's almost like beckoning as if people are there. He's like, quick, come this way, quick. He's going mad. Um, and at that, it brings us to Bayagrim's turn and you okay. see him beckoning. You seeing this civilian farmer man who you've never seen before beckoning for help. What do you do? Well, I know those are locked gates and I, from being in Newton's eyes, I know the gates are around the other side. So that's the direction I'm going to continue going. All right. I'll kind of basically clock that he's there, mm-hmm. but can I get to that corner? In you can my, definitely my get to the corner, yeah. yeah. All right, so before I get to the corner, though, I am going to disguise myself as a captain's or guard's captain, so basically kind of like the high level. Roll a disguise check. Like, are you using disguise uh, self-dispel? Yeah, disguise okay, self-dispel. Okay, so that'll be their check when they try to yep. perceive you. So. so what do you look like as it shimmers down from top to bottom? Basically just the, the guard outfit, but basically kind of a little bit more adorned, regal, and their boss. And Very good. So you get your cloak, you billow yeah. it around yourself, and as you do, your clothes immediately change. And as the cloak falls, you completely change your outfit. Yep. You begin walking with a uh, regal posture. And I'm now looking like a like a human as well. Yep. Well, human human and you can see now as you turn the corner you can see where newton was the little silvery glow yep. in the corner but you also see halrod holding up his hands surrounded by two guards one of yep. the guards is cradling an unconscious woman and felix is in there just like trying to lash at them yep. and i come around the corner i just basically say stop we're gonna stop right now uh let's sort this out uh, sheathe your weapons put them at ease roll a persuasion check 16 you watch as they continue to hold their weapons. They don't sheathe them, but they don't immediately attack as well. All right. You watch as one of them looks back, the one that was holding the woman, and says, He's attacked her. He's knocked her unconscious. And then you watch as another guard says, These were the ones that testified against him. He's after them too. Why are they even here? They, was it, since when do we let witnesses in to see the prisoner? It wasn't my choice. The thing is that they're here now. You should talk to the gate captain. All right. Well, let's put everything. Let's, uh, was it all settle down? We'll make sure she gets some medical help and we'll kind of sort this out before we do anything more rash. You watch as the guard that had the woman stands with her and will look towards you, Halrod. You still holding the halberd? Um, I'm doing as the captain commands and I'll just hand the weapon back to them. Okay. Yeah. No hard I, feelings. I um I say thank you, Halrod, and I kind of just give you a bit of a wink. <laughs> you now Hoping. know that that's probably an ally. Mm. Um, thank you. I don't know your name, but thank you for settling that down. It could have been quite nasty. At that, you watch as the gentleman moves away with the woman, and the other two stand there, still weapons in hand, but seemingly relaxed. You hear Grigus from the other side say, "What are you doing? He's just murdered my wife." Um, and at that, you watch as both of the guards will hold their action. If something yep. happens, they may act, then brings us to Bengal's turn. I imagine you're running. I'm still running. All right. As you begin running, you get to the base of the stairs on the end of your turn. So you're just 
huffing and puffing. And as you get to the end, you get down to the bottom of the cells and you can hear the voices coming from beyond. So you know the direction to go. And you can see, uh, looking down, you can see an old looking man that seems to have black hair, dark eyebrows. And you can see that he's reaching through the gate and he says, quick, you need to help me. They're going mad in here. They've killed my wife and, and they're not going to apprehend him. Quick, please, please help. Um, what do you do or say? Who's killed your wife? The cat. The cat around the corner. He's His name's Felix. A cat killed your wife? He's a lot more menacing than you think. Please, just do something. All right. I'll go and have a look. Is that your turn? Yes. Okay. That then brings us to Felix's turn. What do you do? Uh, Harold, we're going to need that woman. Uh, I look at the, the well, beggar who's now a guy, <laughs> but I don't know that because I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> um, but he seems reasonable. I've had an idea, Felix. I've had an idea. <laughs> uh, it seems reasonable. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. We're going to need that woman for uh, the guild, for Odyssey guild business. Yeah, that's fair enough. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll need everybody. Nobody's leaving this place. We're going to sort out what's happening. So the older guy over there, you, you need to come at it this way as well. Grigus looks to you and says, I- I'm not going anywhere with him. I just came to get one last look at the murderer and my wife needed closure. And then we came in here and he, he knocks her unconscious. Surely you're not going to stand for this. Felix, can we step it back into the cell and just kind of just uh, step away from the area? Uh, I can see the, the lock is busted, so it's not like we're going to lock you in at this point. But Can you just step in just to uh, move away from the situation? Can I try and make an insight check to see whether how stupid I am going to be? About his disguise? Yeah. Are you doing anything while speaking to let him know that it isn't you? I've never met him before, so he, okay. even if, he wouldn't know so one roll, way or another. So roll an insight check. You'll need to. That's 12. Uh, 14. What's your DC for your disguise? Save DC? Yep. Uh, 11. Okay. So yes, you definitely... But he seems to be the only one that is speaking sense and on your side at the moment. He's trying to calm this thing down, so... Okay, so I'll, I'll again put my hands up and I'll step backwards into my cell. Okay, so as you step backwards into your cell, Bengo, you'll hear footsteps behind you and as you look up the top of the stairs, you can see a blonde, scruffy-bearded man with blonde hair. You know him to be Melon Wargon and he begins coming down and he lines up with you as well. You just hear him say, what's going on in here? Uh, and at that, it brings us to... Rod's turn. Everything seems to be calming down at the minute. Everyone's just sort of tense and doing that Spider-Man meme where they're pointing to each other waiting for shit to happen. So I know Melton Wargong because I've seen him around. Yeah, but he's up around the corner at the moment. You probably roll a perception check. I'll see if you heard his voice. Ten. You hear an additional voice. You Mm. don't know who it belongs to. Authoritative figure, it seemed, because you heard some some baritone there. Mm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll ignore that, um, really, because it's not anywhere near me. So, all right, Felix, let's do as the captain says and get you in the cell so we can figure this out, yes? Sure. And I, I'm not going to do anything aggressive now to flare it up. I'm going to try and get out of here as quickly as possible, although we need to be expedient before anybody else comes in and rumbles this. Okay. Are you holding an action or anything? I am not going to use any actions. All right. So you watch then as Grigus begins to walk from his position and he's going to come back to where the guards are as he begins walking you can see his steps are slow and he's watching what's happening here and he's still sort of performing the innocent witness 
bystander. At that, you watch then as he looks towards you, Bagram, captain of the guard. And he says, Surely you're going to do something about this. We can't just let a murderer go around and, and hit people. And you need to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Well, a minus one, but it's still 17. You hear this voice in your head that says, Kill them. Kill them all. They don't deserve to live. Uh, and hearing that and looking at him, you see his eyes flash green. And it's just enough for you to be like a little bit astir. And as you look at those green eyes, your vision seeps back to some of your nightmares that you've had. These green eyes that just protrude through the darkness and torment you. And it reminds you of it. And as it does, you're like, fuck, no, I'm not listening to this Have guy. I met Delnat before as part of the Unseen? Or nope. just a... So that, that so unsettles you a little bit. Yep. But as you do that and he realizes that his spells aren't taking effect, you then watch as he will hold up his hands as well. That brings us to your turn, Bagram. All right. So I definitely see the green eyes flash and basically hear that voice. So yes. I'm looking directly at him. I'm like, do I know his name? Like not Delnak the... Uh, no. No? All right. That gentleman there, there is something very unsettling about him. He's uh, uh, he's been. Somebody said something into my mind just now. We need to grab him. I guards. You watch as he holds go, up his uh, Go escort him, very gently, but do not let him leave. Roll a persuasion check, and as you do, you watch as he holds his hands up and he says, "What are you talking about? I'm a victim here." Five. These two guards... Are Could just, I get an advantage just because I'm Captain the Guards? No, <laughs> that's no. why you don't get disadvantage. No. Um, so at the moment, they're just standing there pointing their spears. You watch as they both sort of back up and they go back to back from each other. They're trusting you, but they're just waiting on the word of, of anyone else. You watch as one of the guards actually looks to you and says, what's your station and your name? Uh, I, I've just got transferred in. I was walking in the front door when I heard all this happening. Uh, I've just kind of come from the, the main uh, uh, prison, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, maximum security area there. I was actually on my way to uh, help escort Felix the cat here to the other prison. Okay. Roll a deception check for me. 11. You watch as they both move towards Grigus. Spears still in hand, and you watch as one of them gets onto their lapel and says, We need some backup in the cell. Somebody with some command authority. You watch as a buzz happens, and as a buzz occurs, you, Bangor, probably hear Melnan Wargon beside you says, In transit, I'll be there shortly. And at that, the guards will hold, and that brings us to your turn, Bangor. What are you going to do? I am still going to head towards... Alrod and everybody else. Everybody else, thank you. All right, you begin running around the corner, and as you do, you can see the sight that everybody has seen. The two guards, the one that seems to be uh, in leadership, which is almost exactly where Bagram would have been. You don't see Bagram anywhere. You can see Felix inside his cell and Halrod just in the middle of it all. And is there anything else that you'd like to do with your action? Um, no. Okay, so as you stand there, that then brings us to your turn, Felix. I'm going to sort of whisper Halrod. It's going to get dicey. But we need to get that woman 
We need to make sure that Delnak doesn't kill her. You could have some valuable information. Dory, I have a plan. We have another member of the party, and he's not connected to us. I have a plan. Okay. Do I need to do anything? Just sit there, shut up, and don't do anything stupid. All right. And at that, you watch as Melnon begins making his way past uh, the corner, and he ends up standing next to you, Bagram. And he starts addressing his troops. He says, What's going on here? I need a full situation report. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, I am, uh, was it uh, Jim? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm from the, uh, the maximum security. I've just come to uh, escort Felix the cat. Uh, and then I heard all this commotion and came down here to see what was going on. See, that's, that's impossible because I was ordered to transport Felix the cat. How is any transport orders from the High Lord's prison come through me? I was it. I was just told to show up. I have a, it's mm-hmm. been on my way. I'm going to try and interject to get Melon's attention and try and play off um, somebody else. Like Melon, my name is Igor Thwip. I'm the legal counsel for Felix Kitten. This is no place for a lawyer. Quite right, considering that there are witnesses to um, perjurous witnesses to a crime, alleged crime in the room. Perjurious. Remove the judgment from your tone, dwarf. Well, I happen to have an I happen to have on me a person who witnessed the entire event of the alleged murder of Orm Storm in Undercliff. The time for trial have gone. We have right to an appeal. And you can see that day in court. He should never have been in court, as we have perjurous witnesses here who claim they saw him, Felix, murder Ornstone, when I have a witness who saw everything. You watch then as one of the guards stands up and says, He may be inclined to believe you, but the cat over there just knocked out his wife. He's obviously got some sort of aggression towards them. Because they're liars. Felix Kitten is a well-known person who hates liars, and only gets aggressive when people lie to him. You watch then as Melnon stands, he holds his hands up and he says, Okay, there's way too many fibs flying around this prison here. First of all, you points to you, Bagram. He says, drop the act. Yeah, I dropped the disguise pretty quick. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it uh, was it. Uh, the disguise did exactly what it did, what it should have, and that stopped all the action. So now, sir, you go ahead. You watch as he holds up his hands. He says, no, I think we all need to take a step back. Felix, you need to stay within your cell. Everybody else, move somewhere more comfortable. And you watch as he gestures off to the left. Into this sitting area that you can see to the left, there's like some stone stairs that go up and you can see there's like a mat and a table there where you know guards usually have their break, I guess you could say. Then as it is Halrod's turn, what do you do? In the meantime... Can I please have these two detained, not arrested, until we can figure this mess out? As they have perjured themselves before the magistrate. It's your word against theirs. This one over here, and I point to the older man, he's, there's something fishy because he's been speaking into my mind as well. It's at that point you watch as Grigus puts up his hands. All of you roll inside checks. 14. 12. I got a massive 25. 21. Okay, so both Halrod and Felix, you notice a green wisp around a finger. As he's holding up his hands, Grigor sort of whips one finger around. You see this swirl, and as it does, you watch as the swirl moves around the ear of Melnon. You watch as his eyes dart left and right. 
God sees him, he's using arcane magic. Is there any way I can assist? He watches the two guards that were there begin moving up to the stair and they sort of sit down at the table. And you watch as Grigus holds up his hands and makes his way to the table as well. You watch then as um, Melnan curiously and suspiciously goes and takes a seat as well. And at the moment, combat seems to have ceased. You watch as Melnan says to you, Felix, now you just stay right there. We'll sort this out over here for you. Did the rest of you come and join the table? Can I roll inside to see if I'm aware that whatever magic he did actually affected him or not? You know what Delnak's abilities can be. You know that something arcane happened and it occurred on him. So I could say without a roll, you could probably assume that something fishy is happening. You don't need to roll to know that. But he's sitting at the table with everybody else. So the two guards, Grigus and Melnan, are at the table waiting for you guys to respond. Uh, I will kind of stand in the doorway. I'm not going to sit at the table, but I'll just be kind of... Okay, so you watch as Bagram goes, leans up against the doorframe, crosses his arms and looks at the conversation that's about to take place. What do you do, Bangor and Alrod? I am going to try and expose the fact that he is n- Melnon's not in his right head. Mm. And I'll say, Melnon, lion face says hello. Wonderful. We have more things to discuss. We can do pleasantries later. What did you say your name was? Igor Whip. Have a seat, Igor. He rolls his shoulders and he says, We sent letters of correspondence to the Odyssey. Nobody showed for his day in trial. Yes, I'm quite sure you know the Valiant Odyssey was destroyed. Yeah, it's a terrible uh, it's been arson, all over I the Cadmian Tribune. Kitchen accidents, I heard. Arson. He watches one of the guards, says, I heard that they hold some very uh, flammable liquors in their cellar. Guess that'll teach him. Why does it matter to you? You watch then as Melnon. I would suggest you stop lying because my client is getting agitated over here. Your client is in trouble because he cannot control his temper. My client is innocent and we all know that because I have a witness. This witness right here that saw everything that transpired at the abandoned farm in Undercliff. Pointing to Bengal. How do I know? Because he's told me so. Roll a deception check. Because Bengal was not in fact there. And you can too, um, Bengal, because you're standing there trying to look as if you know what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say a word. (laughs) Nine, what'd you get? Uh, I got an 18. Okay, so Halrod... Stern as anything, playing the part well. He watches, he looks at you, and then he looks towards Bangor, who's just sort of standing there gripping the hilt of his longsword, just looking like left and right, and you listen to his armor shake. He says, your witness doesn't seem to have the same testimony as you. My, wit- my witness talks through me, as, I am, as he is my client as well, and we have confidentiality. So if you address him, you address me, and I will confer with my client. He says... now. My client is unhappy because of the situation we've been dragged in. He is an adventurer who has better things to be doing than testifying in a case like this 
with perjurous witnesses who lied about being there. And what reason would two farmers from Undercliff have to lie on behalf of Felix, a person they've never met before? I'm sure that they're not. I don't, they don't think they're lying. I think they're just mistaken about what happened. You watch then as Grigus stands up and he says, I don't know why we're sitting here talking about this when a murderer is sitting 25 feet to our left. Mr. Grigus, you can be quiet, please, while I'm talking. Thank you. Now, my client down. has told me all about the fire that burned down the old farm building, the fire that burned the withered crops, the goblin corpses from the that fell from the trees, and the village headman group Gravins being murdered at the under, um, Undercliff abandoned farm. You hear a message in your head that says, Oh, how unfortunate. You, I just think to him, I just think to him, I'll deal with you later, you kooky-eyed fuck. You watch then as Melnon stands up and he says, I'm going to let this witness move along. I would, you, I would prefer that you detain him because he's lied. We don't arrest people for lying. It's called perjury on a stand. Well, when you have proof. I have proof standing right here. And it's your word against his. Guards I, I escort have, him out and you watch his... We uh, have details that he could not possibly have known unless he was there. You say that. Grigus is escorted out by one of the guards, leaving one guard and Melnon there. You watch as a voice comes into your head, Alrod, that says, You'll regret that, Stubby. Stubby is your dick. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Melman stands and says, If you truly are his attorney, then you can form for an appeal by the Grand Magistrate. Keep in mind that this person has come before the Magistrate before in a similar crime. The, uh, the incident in which a person was being harassed outside a tavern and Felix interjected and Owen Stone mistakenly got in the way. This isn't the place to fight your case, Dwarf. No, but it is the place for me to hand this a stay of execution for Felix Kitten while we bring this back to them, the appeals court. You need to hand this into the correct authorities. I am merely the captain of the guard. I have called a situation that has occurred here. You can go and do about your business. If you really think he's innocent, go about it by the proper channels. The incident here was unfortunate, and two of my guards have lost their lives, so you can tell that I'm taking this rather seriously. And I would like to um, tell you that you've let the man who killed those two guards walk out of this prison. As far as history is concerned, the man that killed guards is behind those bars. It's, it's alleged. He was never given a fair day in court, and you know it. You watch as he stands and he says, Regardless, you wish to free him by the proper means, then do so. If you wish to talk to him any further, you may do so with your clients in a privileged environment. We will be waiting here for you to leave. I might ask, however, that your bodyguard... Client. And your stylist looks towards Bagram. Stylist? Personal, personal assistant. Perhaps you should wait in the lobby. Just a, sorry, DM question. Mm. Charm person. If I, could I get somebody to speak the truth if they are charmed? 
So you'll have advantage on a persuasion check to get them to tell the truth, but it doesn't compel them to. No, fair enough. Okay. By this time, with the sorry, what's her name again? Hell, Hel, 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 uh, Helton. Helton. She's gone. She is, what do you mean she's gone? A guard took her away. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought she was still sitting there with the yeah. guard. That was one of the first things that Melnan ordered when he came in. Right. On. Basically, Newton would have kind of just jumped on either her or the guard, and okay, uh, just we for, can say that for happened. A good, a good old ride. Yep. I'll say Newton would have jumped on the guard or on her. Yeah, probably on her, actually. All right. So you don't know where he is at the moment. No. But the last thing you commanded him to do was jump on her. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So I actually kind of, if, uh, I guess, if are you guys heading out then up to the lobby? How, well, many, how many guards are left now? There's one guard and Melnon. Now, wouldn't there be, <laughs> wasn't there three guards to begin with? He took. One took- there was one took Helgen out. Yeah. One took um uh Grigus out. Yeah. And then there's one, one left, left with Melnon. Yeah. I actually just I put my hand on um Bengar's shoulder and just kind of go into Newton to mm-hmm. see exactly where they are. And while I have my hands on the shoulder, I basically I'm whispering to Bengar kind of their location or where they've gone to. Okay. As you go into Newton's eyes, yep. your eyes go silvery for a second conversations around you dull and you're transported to a room darkened and lit with candles there is a stone floor and it is wet with blood as you look down you can see the guard that took this woman out lay dead on the floor you watch then from Newton's eyes as you depart that room on the shoulder of this woman do I recognize it as the prison yep so it's still one of the prison rooms Yep, as you look out and watch as Newton exits the room on top of Helgen's shoulder, you can see her walking through the hallways, passing by guards that seem to be lining the doorways. You watch as she closes, or the door closes behind you, it's almost like a storeroom or a cupboard or something that she's left him in. You watch as there's just guards sitting down, Uh, one of them looks to her and says, you need an escort, and you watch as she holds up her hand and continues to walk out. All right. Um, I'm whispering all this to um, Bengar as well, basically kind of saying oh, we probably should try and follow, leave and follow at least for that part. Um, and basically, well, I don't no idea what you're doing from then on because I can't see or hear. But I'm just whispering this to you, that what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Melnan says to you, Halrod, either way, the cat will have to stay here and will be transported to the maximum security prison. He's done far too much damage to be left in the holding cell, and now this has occurred. It's going to be very hard to turn a judge's opinion. So if you're going to visit him, it's going to be there from now on. Can I get you to back up about 20 feet or so? I need to confer with my client real quick. By all means. You watch as he begins to move away. He's now through the gate that he originally came through, and you watch as he begins talking into a stone in his chest. What's going on? Where the hell is he? I point at um, Bergram. Silver eyes and all. <laughs> he is uh, looking into a room with a dead body in it. That doesn't help me. The wife. Oh, the wife. Where is she? Is, is that what Bergram's looking at through Newton? That's what he's looking at. No, oh, Jesus. You hear Bagram just incoherently whispering into Bengal's ear. And as he does, Bengal relays it to you guys. Okay, look. 
there's a chance, Felix, if they send you to that maximum security place, that we're never going to get you back out of there again. Because as you can tell, they're not very keen on letting you go right now. We, we, can't, we can't let that woman go. We need to get her. We've already tried that once. Or you tried that once. Look, I don't know what you want to do, gentlemen. I came in here with the every, every, every play I had available to me to try and get you out of here peacefully, but it's not going to happen. And I can't afford to let them send you to some high security place where Delmat can offer you any given opportunity. Well, I can just run out of here. So that's going to be my question, gentlemen. Do we fight our way out? We are many that. Non-lethally. I don't want any more murders today. I have absolutely no idea what you're saying, so I'm yeah, just still whispering away. senseless at the moment. He's not here. We'll take a two-thirds vote. <laughs> um, you watch then as the woman Bagram that you had been tracking with Newton makes her way out of the gates of the prison, moves to the left, and as she does, your vision goes back into where it was as the range of the spell has passed. Um, yeah, Newton is hundred feet range. Yeah. yeah, Newton has dissipated from you now, so you will have to cast him again if you want him Actually, back. I think was it Newton sticks around? I just can't. Control him further. I just can't okay. control him. So I can basically, he will eventually come back to yep. me. But so yeah. I'll say that he pops back on your shoulder. Yep. Just, and oh. Beagram's back in the room. Welcome back, Beagram. About to oh. take a vote. Yes. Sorry. What um, did uh, was it? Did Bangor relay what I saw? Yes. All we right. did. We need to go after her. And the question is do we get Felix out now because he'll end up getting murdered in the high security and fight our way out or do we risk it? Uh, yeah, we got to get out of here. All right, fight our way out it is. Let's do it. Roll a history check for me, Bagram. Five. Okay, so you could probably hide these guys. I could hide these guys. Mm. You know some places, you know some people. Oh, uh, none of in, in, in the city, you mean? Yeah, none, yeah, 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 none of them's tracking on your mind at the moment because you're in a tense situation, but yeah. that thought just beams into your yep. mind. You're like, yeah, yep. I could. I can, uh, was it, if, if we can get out of here, we can, we can kind of disappear. We can do it. All right, let's do it. I'm bored. I'm going to start walking towards... Um, yep. uh, Hang on, you stupid cat. You need a weapon first. As you say that, the gate opens. I am the weapon. And I, I'm going to walk straight towards Melon. Ben, ben yep. God, give me a um, Ben, get, pull, out a, pull out a quarter staff for him, for Christ's sake. As you do, footsteps moving up towards Melnon. Uh, you watch as he turns around to see you, and he holds a hand to the hilt of his sword, and he says, you don't want to do this. I'm going to stun and strike him. All right. As you move towards him and just... Pop him. Fuck. Come on. Um, All things you got a hit and he's got to succeed. Uh, he's got to fail. I believe it's one round, right? He's stunned for? Yep. So it'll give you six seconds before he sounds the alarm. So you guys got to fucking run. Uh, so that's a 21 to hit. 21 definitely hits. Oi. So he's got to do a save, which is wisdom, I believe. Uh, I believe it's wisdom. Okay, I'll roll it in front of you. He's got a zero modifier. Oh, fourteen's the DC. What does it look like as you stun Melnon Wargon? Well, everyone's trying to pass me weapons. I'm just just going walking straight up to him, and before he can sort of uh, sound any sort of alarm, like in a flash, I like duck and I'm just underneath him, and I just pop him up uh, with a flat palm under the chin, and just um, sort of lift him off the ground and sort of stumbles back and is stunned for the moment. All right, so he hits the back wall where he is, and he slides down at his armor slumping. And as he sort of sits dazed, you look back to your party 
You're standing there with a shocked look on your face. What do you say? Shall we go? Because we, oh, but there's still one more guard there too, isn't there? No, he left. Oh, he left? Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, all right, we're going to get out here. All right, cool. Um, Begram, Begram. Yes, yes, yes. Can you, dis- can you disguise yourself again and we'll try and walk out of here peacefully? We got, uh, we got a couple th- of seconds before he wakes up. We just not run. Just run. All right, fine. We're running. Let's run. We're running. Give him a battle axe, my shield. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you begin running as the weapons are being tossed whilst in transit. As you begin running, feet hitting the floor, Felix, you take off the fastest, taking the lead. The cape billows from Bagram as you turn around the corner and the clanging of armor from Bangor as you clap up the stairs, not knowing or wondering what is to come. Hi, guys. and Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future, guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Valiant Odyssey is growing and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for your patronage. Make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.